Thank goodness for editing, because I'm just sitting here with my thumb up my butt, figuring out why they have a tree on the label, because that is interesting, and it's on here twice, and if you remember anything from school, if the teacher says it twice, it means it's important. You're listening to Those Dram Ginzers with your hosts, John and Zach. Hey everyone, I'm John. And I'm Zach. And welcome to Those Dram Ginzers where we drink bourbon and talk about it. No long one this time? I thought I'd see how short I could get. <laughs> how fast you can go through it. Got it. <laughs> that escalated quickly. I can share the alphabet in one second. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's off to a great start. Okay. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> Thank God for editing. Welcome to our quote-unquote Thanksgiving episode. Uh, we figured it was very appropriate to for the show, for this show to do a wild turkey branded bourbon so um because you know turkey day and all because puns (laughs) (laughs) so today we're going to be checking out and reviewing a russell's reserve single barrel bourbon it's a single barrel pick now yes i did say a wild we were going to do wild turkey russell's reserve for those that aren't in the know falls under the wild turkey brand and now you are in the know, yeah. and knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. <laughs> so this one I picked up over the summer. Uh, I picked this up the same day I picked up that Kentucky Spirit that we did a couple a couple shows ago. Mm-hmm. And um, so this one is from picked from the Kentucky Bourbon Affair, uh, 2019 Kentucky Bourbon Affair. And I didn't really know much about it, but I was told I had to buy this bottle. I heard it was really, really good. Um, the... Doing some research and listening to the 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 gentleman who was working in in the gift shop that day was saying um, it's like a six hundred dollar ticket event, but it's oh. like five days long and it and it encompasses like I think it said like fifteen distilleries or something like that, um, and the they do single barrel picks at different distilleries. So they did one at wild Turkey and he said, they got to go like skeet shooting with like Eddie and Jimmy Russell, which I thought was really, really cool. <laughs> um, and he said, there's a whole big thing. So this was like a pretty big event. Um, but what I was really excited about was, um, getting this one because it's from K- the camp Nelson Rick house. And that is one of the Rick houses, one of the many Rick houses that they own there that, most of the single barrel picks for this year have been coming out of there and they have all been really, really good. That is secondhand information from other people, like other groups on, on Facebook that I'm involved in. But like I've been seeing Camp Nelson picks um, have been lights out good. So I'm excited. I haven't tried it. I haven't opened it yet. I was waiting for a good episode to open it. And I figured Thanksgiving episode, Wild Turkey, Turkey Day, be right one to do. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've had other Russell Reserve products, and I, I really enjoy them. So I'm curious I to see too. how they how they taste or how they 
measure up to to this guy. So mm -hmm. um, it's one of my favorite bourbons. Mm -hmm. It's up there for me. Now this one we will be uh, doing, uh, of course, Buffalo Trace as our control. Um, Russell Reserve. This is straight from mm -hmm. the one website. Russell Reserve Single Barrel Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey uses a classic wild turkey mash bill. 75% corn, 13% rye, and 12% malted barley. So, since this is a rye bourbon, uh, we are, of course, going to control it with our wonderful caramel apple. Caramel apple. <laughs> uh, uh, bourbon, uh, the Buffalo Trace. Um, <gasps> sitting around 110. Yeah, 110 proof. Non-chill filter. Uh, single barrel, but it doesn't say. So this is barrel number 19-1339, Rickhouse Camp Nelson, floor six. Personally selected for the Kentucky Bourbon Affair. Uh, the only thing I don't see on here is an age statement. So on the label, sorry, gang, I was looking to try to see if I could see some sort of, um, age statement, but I don't think it's, it's not an age statement. But on the label, it says more than 90 years. That's the combined tenure of master distiller Jimmy and his son, Eddie Russell. Mm -hmm. They hand-select barrels only when ready, resulting in a bourbon that delivers a balance of rich, creamy, toffee, vanilla flavors, which is right up our damn alley. Their experience guarantees yours. Russell Reserve, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Non-chilled, I said non-chilled filtered. So, um, I'm, I'm kind of getting into uh, your bit a little here. So, um, so, Zach, you ready for? Gorgeous. <laughs> Always and forever. Jimmy Russell. <laughs> Eddie. I don't know why, but I feel like that would be their song. Probably. Okay. So I'm on a thing called Campari Group. Oh, that's because they're owned by Campari. And they actually have a little article on these bottles, which apparently... This this um, packaging for this is about four years old. The the overall kind of vibe is about four years old. They just that's when they added the tree to it. Mm, okay. Uh, according, so you say four years old. We're not talking whiskey. You're talking the. I'm talking the label. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to read from the website. Cheating a little bit, but I just read from the website. Logo. The new American white oak tree emblem with the brand name Russell's Reserve through the middle is proudly shown on the neck label of each bottle. The new logo is meant to bond the strong Russell family foundation into each bottle of whiskey. So, you know, if it's if it's trying to bond the family, I mean, it's it's it is it's a family legacy kind of a thing. So, I guess is family tree would be the inspiration behind that. Cool. Um. I do like the bottle a lot. I like the how Russell's. I like the font. It's very strong. It's bold. Um, and I just, I don't know. I really enjoyed this bottle. It's it's pretty simple. There's not a whole lot in the way of like um, graphical like fluff that you might see in terms of kind of etchings or illustrations aside from this really dope tree that they're using for their logo. Mm -hmm. um, but they've got a lot of nice little touches on here like the... Um, the signature of Jimmy Russell and Eddie Russell. Um, I, I I do like the I, I I do like the the labeling on this one too. How they have the um, the name uh, of the company and of the whiskey 
on one strip of paper with a little bit of a rough edge. And it's got a nice textured feel to it, so it feels pretty quality when you hold it in your hand. And then they have the uh, information about the single barrel, the non-chill filtered, the, um, the ABV, and a little bit of the history on a strip of paper along the bottom. So it just kind of gives some nice, like, interesting texture and feel when mm-hmm. you're holding the bottle. They've also got this great little um, emboss on the top, Russell Family Reserve around the top. Again, makes it feel a little bit quality there. Um, not a little bit quality. It makes it feel quality. Um, and then I like the tree around the neck just to kind of drive the whole thing home again. But I just, I don't know. I really, Russell's to me has always kind of been a very straightforward branding on their bottles, but I always really enjoy it. It's well laid out. It's easy to read. Strong font. Mm-hmm. Name is front and center. Um, but it still feels a little heritage. It still feels a little uh, just kind of apothecary in the in terms of the layout, but it feels kind of modern in terms of the uh, the coloring and the font and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it feels like feels like a family that is, uh, you know, brewing whiskey today while thinking about how whiskey was brewed yesterday. Distilled. Distilled. <laughs> <sighs> mm-hmm. Dad life. Dad therapy part two? Mm-hmm. Okay. Always, bud. Um, to quote Andrew Floor, vice president of Dark Spirits for Campari America, we wanted the new packaging to speak to our inherent craftsmanship while conveying the family heritage and bond between our two master distillers, Jimmy and Eddie Russell, which in a way this does showcase because, you know, if um, if Jimmy is is the elder and you want to have a little bit of heritage there and Eddie is the future and you want to have a little bit of youth there, I think this, this bottle perfectly complements heritage with modernity. So that's enough coming out of my mouth. Let's put whiskey in it. Mm-hmm. John, you do the honors. It's okay. your bottle. Ooh. I'm cheating. I'm already nosing it. It smells good. It's a nummy. Mm-hmm. So you see those reports that the new, um, like the new like main song is going to be more annoying than Let It Go. I've heard that it's um, catchier. Yeah, which I loved the song "Let It Go" until I do too. Until Kerrigan listened to it three thousand four hundred fifty-six yeah. times, mm-hmm. and then I was like, "We're just gonna take a little break," and then and we're um, gonna find something else for you to we'll listen find to. Find something else, and then, and then Moana came out, and we all got a little break. Mm-hmm. But I still listen to that. How, how hard is it to get your kid out of like a favorite song? Like, how hard was it to like get mm-hmm. Kerrigan out of that? Like her at, that point, at that point, she was kind of young, so young that um, I just felt like we had to ride it out. Now that she's eight, I feel like I can be like, all right, and we're taking a break. <laughs> and there are days where she'll be like, Alexa, play. And before she can even get the words out, I just go from across the room, no, <laughs> Alexa, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, honestly, um, although really, like, all, all, of all the stuff... The one movie I still haven't fully recovered from that she watched to death was, and I loved this movie when it first came out. I thought it was great. But when she was three, she could not get enough. Like she was potty trained to this movie. Like she would sit in the floor, on not in, not on the floor, but she would be sitting on her little potty yeah. thing in the middle of the floor mm-hmm. watching this movie mm-hmm. for hours. <laughs> and it was the Muppet movie. Which the one with the, like the newer one? The newer one, not not the not not the newest one, but the second newest one, the one with um 
the guy from How I Met Your Mother mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Amy Adams. Because he wrote that. Yeah. He wrote that one. And it was great, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. But Kerrigan watched it, I shit you not, like three or four times a day. Mm-hmm. And it makes me sound like a terrible parent because that's so, a lot of television. But like when you're potty training and you need them to sit still mm-hmm. for hours. What was your... I still can't watch that movie. Or as a kid, as a kid, what movie did you watch obsessively? Ad nauseum, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. Yeah, the live action ones. Live action. I was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine, Ad nauseum. Mine was um, the Reluctant Dragon. The what? The Reluctant Dragon. I've never heard of that one. It's a Disney one. I think it's Disney. It's not a short, but it's not a full length movie. Okay, you know? like. It came on a VHS with like two other like shorter okay yeah, clip, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah movies, but I would watch that one consistently over and over. But at least when that was happening, right, um, my parents would get somewhat of a break because you had to re- rewind the VHS player. Now, click it's just a, a click of a button and starting again. Right now with Kerrigan, the struggle that I'm having in terms of like if we watch some television together or something is mm-hmm. with streaming. Um, just keep going. It, well, not just that. She, we have all, so, so we love the show Gravity Falls at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually watched that entire series by myself before I introduced Kerrigan to it. Well, you had to test it out. I did. And mm-hmm. actually we didn't, I introduced it to her when she was about four or five, which was too young because there was one day when she said, you're dead to me. And I was like, well, you heard that from that show. So we're going to wait another two years before we kick that <laughs> back in because four years old is too young to be saying the phrase, you're dead to me. Mm-hmm. So... But we've we've finished the series together now, and she loves the last three episodes of the entire series. Mm-hmm. It's called Weird Mageddon. It's a three-part episode. And anytime she's like, can we watch Gravity Falls? I'm like, yes. But lately I've had to do yes, but we're not watching any of the Weird Mageddons. <laughs> put a, put a uh, stipulation to it. Mm-hmm. Because like for the longest time it would be like a family movie night or a family show night or something like that. And she, can I pick? Sure. Gravity Falls. Okay, which episode? Weird Mageddon. <sighs> it's like you know there are like thirty six episodes to choose from with this show, right? Yes, but that one has that one episode has three parts. So she's actually pretty genius when you think about it. Yeah, but well, she always she always part chooses part two. Oh, okay. So she actually picks a specific yeah. part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Then I take that back. So that's where we're at right now with that is. Trying to just introduce a little bit of newness into the daily grind. Although I say that as a hypocrite because lately I've been... Did you ever watch the show Monk when I was on USA? Yeah, uh, off and on. Um, I, I did enjoy it. It just I, I, it wasn't like a religious show that I watched. We would watch that regularly at my house with my parents when it was on... Like when it was on air. And mm-hmm. I just found out Prime has every season. <gasps> Do they? So I have been every night <laughs> re-watching Monk. And it's just kind of like, you hypocrite. <laughs> What do you want to watch? You want to watch this new Emmy Award winning groundbreaking show? No, I want what's familiar and mm-hmm. fun. I like to um, sit on Netflix and scroll through everything for 20 minutes just to rewatch The Office from start to finish. Basically. Yeah. Or <laughs> it, it, our go- in my house, our go to's are The Office, Friends, um, Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. The Good Place, and Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, if we're not catching up, like if we want to watch something back, West Wing. Mm-hmm. Never seen it. Oh, you need to watch it. All right. It's all on Netflix. Oh man, 
Um, actually, my dad was in an episode. No. Yeah, for like a split second. They shot, so we have really good friends up in uh, New Wilmington, Vallant area up there around school. And um, they shot um, they shot a, a scene at a farmhouse. Okay. It's a good place um, for it. Up there, they did, you know, picked this place out like a while before it. And, but it was a friend of ours. It was their farm. Oh, nice. So she called us and she was like, Hey, I'll put your names on the list. Like, it was just, I don't think we had the boy. No, we didn't have the boys yet. And so the three of us, my mom, my dad, and myself, we drove up. They mm-hmm. put our name on the list, like, get in. And so we sat in, like, the crowd and whatnot. And, um, I'm sitting next to my dad and the, the, the camera pans to the crowd and you see my dad, um, because everyone stands up to like starts clapping and you see my dad and then you don't see me because there's someone with a sign in front of me oh no and so it's like it sees him and then you know oh no i get cut off but uh mare is in it really yeah she was part of the she's gonna kill me when she listens to this one she's part of the band does she listen yeah nice mm-hmm. hi uh, mare thank you she was the new wilmington band was in it and was like the local town band Okay. Because they were pretending to be in Indiana somewhere. Okay. Um, even though they were in Pennsylvania. But uh, the band was there and Mare was there with the band. And I had some other friends like that were there that were also in it too that we met mm-hmm. there. And obviously the um, like the owners of the farm, like they were like front and center, you know, so they mm-hmm. got a lot of like a couple different like sa- second shots mm-hmm. of like them on it. So it was pretty cool. But you need to watch it. It's really good, especially in this uh, um, political Pert. climate. And 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 that statement. <laughs> um, it's good. I think you guys, if you liked everything else, do you? I mean, you like Aaron, anything Aaron Sorkin? Yeah, uh, the newsroom. Okay, he is. He did everything with West Wing. All right, nice. Because so I love it's that fast paced, like very quippy, yep, very mm-hmm, kind of like mm-hmm. zingers, and everyone's like really sharp and on point, and everyone's mm-hmm. got to come back for something, and, and everyone's like completely flowing. way smarter than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll love it. I always love whenever I watch these shows and I'm like, I'm going to be quippy. I'm going to be, I'm going to have comebacks. Mm-hmm. And someone the next morning is like, Hey Zach, how are you? And I'm like, poop. <laughs> so, but watch it anyway. All right. Let's pause the dad talk. I've been uh, sipping on the, the Buffalo trace to get Same Jesus. my palate ready. Dive into the Russell's. So um, let's, uh, let's, let's nose this Russell's. Ooh. Smells so good. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to start randomly singing phrases on the show. That's fine. Eventually we'll do... You don't want me to sing, so... Eventually we'll do Those Dream Dancers, the musical. <laughs> we'll take it on tour. It'll just be two guys sitting on stage with microphones and have headphones. A whole, have a whole uh, interpretive dance uh, part of that's you just um, complaining about number 22 from last year's advent calendar. Well, that would be just me simultaneously flipping the bird and gagging myself. <laughs> That's my interpretation. What do you get on this? So I get mm, brown sugar. Okay, I get a little like toffee. Yeah, that's that's it. That's it. When I first open it, I, it vanilla, straightforward through it. Um, smells super sweet. I get that brown sugar too. I think that might be the toffee because don't don't you use brown sugar to make to- like molasses and stuff to make toffee? I think so. Isn't molasses made with, or isn't brown sugar just sugar mixed with molasses? Is that what it is? I think so. Oh, I use it all the time. I love it when I'm barbecuing. Taste nummy. 
Mm-hmm. All you people out there who make brown sugar, let us know in the comments mm-hmm. how wrong I got it. <laughs> well. Slight citrusy note on the end a little bit, okay. maybe, just a smidge. Dive in. Mm, yep. More peppery than I anticipated. Yeah, not, I was, you know, I knew we knew it was a rye, and I didn't get too much of the pepper on the nose, but it was only like, what did I say, 13% rye. Peppery so, for 13%. Not saying that's a bad thing. But it's also 110 proof. This is true. So, um, but it's not a... I think it tastes over 100 proof. It doesn't hug like a 110 proof. No, it's pretty smooth finish. It's pretty... Gentle. Yeah, yeah it's a gentle. Ge- it's yes, a gentle you. lover. That's our next t-shirt. It's just a t-shirt that says gentle lover. Gentle lover. Get that brown sugar on the front. Spice kicks in about halfway through. Stays with it all the way, the rest of the way down. Um Yeah, I get the pepper towards the middle of the tongue mm-hmm. to the gut. A little dry. It is a drier finish. Yeah. It's like if this was a wine, I'd consider it to be like a red. Yeah. It is. It, it but is. It's not offensive. Mm hmm. No, I don't I don't feel like I need to take this to court. <laughs> I'd be curious to, to like try this with just like a regular single barrel. Yeah. And not like this particular one, you know. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I I'm pretty if this was in June, I doubt I doubt there's any more of these available. Of these this particular pick. There's definitely Single barrels out there. That that time I got more. That time it was weird. I got more of the sweet and more of the pepper that time. Yep. Up front, I was like, wow, there is that brown sugar. And then in the back, I was like, holy, there's the pepper. It was, it was It's a weird dichotomy of flavors. Mm-hmm. But not weird, bad, just weird, mm-hmm. different. I wasn't expecting this. I was because I've had the regular, just mm-hmm. your standard Russells, and it was like really, really smooth and sweet. And I just wasn't expecting this level of pepper from a bourbon, even even a rye based bourbon. Yeah, this almost it, it, to me this almost drinks like a rye. That's probably. I don't know if I'd go this far as say that. You don't think so? No. Maybe I'm still just a rye baby. Okay, that one got a huge vanilla vanilla bomb with that sip. But, I mean, this pour that I went down, this pour that I gave myself is going down pretty easily. And again, once you get over that first initial proof slash spice punch, 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With anything, everything else after that gets a little bit smoother. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned 22 earlier. Yeah. And so the calendars are done. Now, you're not on Facebook, so I'm going to tell you. They sold 50 calendars, right? The advent right. calendars. Mm. It took less than an hour to sell out. Nice. People were like, like Aaron has been posting for like weeks. Like every day was like, I'm putting the registration up at 730. It's going live at 730, you know. He had me test it out, make sure everything was good to go. He, I got on later and people got caught up with work or in traffic Oh no! and it, it went in less than an hour and so many people, oh gosh, like, no, like I completely lost track of time. Like I didn't think it would go that fast and it was just like, there's 50 of them and they were a huge success last year. Yeah. I'm, I pretty much expected them to sell out. Pretty, maybe not that fast, but mm-hmm. that one, you know. He said next year they're going to try to consider maybe doing some more, more than 50. Nice. Um, now that they're getting, because they have a lot of guys on the wait list now. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody decides to back out, you know. Right. But that was, I was just cracking up on the comments. Zest <laughs> <laughs> la vie. Mm-hmm. Jam so- <laughs> pagan. Jeez. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> So anyway, this is the last regular episode we're going to have for a bit because we've already sat down and mapped out when we're recording over the next month because after this episode, it's going to be all Advent calendar episodes. And our plan, barring anything going wrong, Mm -hmm. is to um, do five at a time. And release right. it on the 5th, the 10th, the 20th, and then probably the 26th, 27th, because, hey, I have a family and it's Christmas. <laughs> right. You know, so, um, so we're going to do them every five like we did last year. Uh, the admins are super excited about this year's, so I'm even more pumped. Now, what is cool, if you do have the calendar, and you, you probably read this already on the post, but... Um, the admins also created an online notebook that allows you to, it's like a form, like a Google form. It allows you to fill out your tasting notes and your thoughts on each bottle, each sample for all 25 days. And at the end of it, Aaron is going to send you an email with all your notes. And then they're going to do a guessing uh, about a week, I think he said, of uh, a guessing. So you can try to guess what all 25 are. And I think they're going to do some prize for whoever comes the closest to picking the most right. And, um, but that'll be obviously post Christmas. So, but I thought that the form thing was pretty cool. Cause like last year I just kept the, something in my note, in my notebook, you know, I probably will do it again, but I think I might test out with the, the form as well for us so that we, we have like something like digital as well, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes what I was running into is I was like, Recording my thoughts, your thoughts, our ratings, and then we threw, like, Sean sat in on one episode. Then Rob was in on mm-hmm. a couple episodes, and it was just like, then I ran out of room for, like, everybody's thoughts. <laughs> but I'm curious uh, what 
good bourbon or whiskey or whatever because it's bourbon, it's whiskey, bourbon, rye, and scotches. I don't think there was any Irish whiskeys in that in that list. So I'm curious which one we're gonna throw at. That was like a good one because I, I just remember last year we threw out a red breast Irish whiskey. <laughs> I'm like, whoops. It's all about the individual palate, man. Mm-hmm. I oh, thought that a 22-year-old scotch was disgusting. 10-year-old. Potato, potato. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Aaron also is suggesting that you save a little bit from each one of your sample bottles for after the reveal so you can go back and try some if you want. Unless it's Ardbeg. Then throw it out completely. Then burn it. I hope they put a log in there. For Bury you. the ashes. I hope pee a- on it, burn it again, and bury it somewhere else. <laughs> I hope they put a log of one in there for you just to mess with you again. Oh, I'm sure that somebody did. Somebody was probably like, ha! see if we can get him to run to the faucet and suck it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So, I think that was all the really the bits of news. Nothing, no events are coming up. Oh, the pickup. No, never mind. This is coming out after the pickup. That's pointless to talk about it. There was a pickup. You missed it. Sorry. Mm-hmm. It was a couple days ago. I We're missed just... it too. <laughs> so, ratings on the Russell's Reserve Kentucky Bourbon Affairs single barrel pick. After you. I'm going to do my... Now, I know this one is probably a little bit more... A little... Not off profile, but different than the typical single barrel ones that you can get from the store. Um, this one was $72. That was because of the event that it came from. Right. Let's see what Fine Wine and Good Spirits says. So right now, there's a coming soon and, a, and one that's in store. They have Fine Wine and Good Spirits. Two different single barrel picks that are both at $65 for that. I wouldn't spend $65 on a fine wine good spirits pick. Nope. But they do sell the regular for 54 The regular Russells? Regular Russell single barrel. Just like the non-pick, just the typical one that comes out for $50, $54 with tax. The, the the ten is forty dollars, the, the six year rye is forty five. I really enjoy these, but I, my judgment is going to be based off of price. And yes, this one was a little bit pricier. I'm glad I got it. It's a cool story. It's from a, a fun time, you know, fun trip that we went down to. I'm gonna say downtown on this one. Mainly because when you get up above fifty People are a little iffy, right? Now, if you like other Russell products, definitely buy the single barrel. But if you've never tried Russell's, go ahead, downtown. Go to a bar. Find mm-hmm. it downtown. You can find these at most bars in the mm-hmm. area. Um, they're pretty – if they have any sort of whiskey collection. Selection, right. Selection, thank you. Um, they'll going to have at least a single – at least a 10-year, if not the right. single barrel. Right. So I'd say downtown. Yeah. I, I did enjoy this, but the price has got me a little mm. iffy on it. Yeah. What do you think? I was at a downtown too, and I didn't want to be because I love Russell. I love their 10-year. The 10-year for me is a house 100%. Uh-huh. 
Um, Especially at $40. Like, come on. Right. But this this guy here, it just wasn't quite what I was expecting it to be. It wasn't bad mm-hmm. uh, by any means. And mm-hmm. I would drink it downtown. Downtown. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I just... Uh, the price point and maybe I was... Part of the, my problem, I think, today was I was going in with kind of an expectation of what I was going to be drinking. Since Me I, too. And I was expecting maybe something a little bit on the sweeter side. And since I was on the peppery side, I was kind of just thrown a little bit. But mm-hmm. then even after I got used to it, the dryness mm-hmm. of it was just a little bit too dry for me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I like dry. I, I love dry reds when it comes to wine. But when it comes to whiskey, I don't mind there being a little bit of kind of a softness to it and a mm-hmm. little bit of a, not not hydration, but, you know, not quite so dry in the palate. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it's a downtown for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a solid downtown. It's a quality, quality brand, quality product. But mm-hmm. just um, like you said, at the price point, and compared to other Russell brands that or other Russell products that I like more, mm-hmm. this particular product for me would, would be downtown. I think if you're looking, see, I'm going to back up because I'm too nice. I think if you're looking to splurge. Well, no, see, I'm not even going to say that because there are other ones that are around the fifty dollar range that you could splurge for. I'm just gonna. So I'm gonna refrain from making the statement I was gonna make. I'm gonna stick with my downtown rating. I, Try it out. Um, let us know. Uh, are other Russell single barrel? Are they are they on the spicier note, or is this or is this something that's very particular to the one that I purchased? Right. Um, I would like to get my hands on another Camp Nelson pick, mm-hmm. um, Aaron, and <laughs> he has one. Um, <laughs> To 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 see the differences between the two, yeah, you know what I mean. Because yeah. Camp Nelson has apparently been like lights out good, right, right, right. But I've this is my only one, you know. So let us know. What do you think? The other single barrels have have more of a spicier note. Um, what would you rate this? Mm. You know, comment on the the show's post and uh, let us know what you would rate a Russell single barrel. We yeah. we always curious into hearing from you guys. For sure. And gals. Um, yins. From all yins. Um, yeah, I know for me, when it comes to a downtown or a, or a, or a Haas, when, it, when we get up to that price point, is I need to drink it. And my first thought not doesn't need to be, hmm, my first thought needs to be yes. Mm-hmm. Once you're up in that price point, if you are lights out good the second I take a first or even if it even if I need a minute to adjust and by my second sip, I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. I can definitively say I love this. Then I'll give it a house even if the price point is on the higher side. But mm-hmm. for me, this one, I just, I kept on drinking it. I kept on drinking it. And I was like, it's good, but it's not quite landing for me. And I just don't see myself spending that kind of cash to put this in my home. Mm-hmm. My house. Mm-hmm. And you just described the very definition of the downtown rating. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So... That's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think there's any other big, big news that we need to talk about. Um, ooh, actually, there is. Hold on, ooh, one second. Okay, so one more bit of information we want to talk about. So we said, you know, there's no shares that we know of coming up. Advent calendars coming up. But uh, I brought, we brought a special guest downstairs to the bar um, to talk about something that is really cool and really awesome and i'm not biased or nothing but uh 
I had uh, my lovely wife, Lisa, come down because she does something really awesome for the children's hospital here in Pittsburgh. She has a, because you do, you know, there's all the uh, toys for tots and everything like that, and that's, you know, pretty standard. You can get stuff a bus from 961 Kiss, but this one's different. She held, She holds a onesie drive where she collects new onesies for for the the NICU uh, mm-hmm. at children. So I'm going to shut up and I'm going to let her talk about it. So why why did you start this? So I had been volunteering at Children's Hospital since uh, I was in college at Pitt. And um, after I graduated, I knew that I wanted to stay on. So I kept volunteering weekly. And there was one particular time that I was volunteering in the NICU because you get to hold the little babies. And uh, that was always fun. And this little boy was just had a onesie on. He was just swimming on him like it was way too big. And so I asked the nurse, you know, you know, why is he like, you know, that onesie looks bad on him. It's like way too big for him. And the nurse said, well, you know, if family doesn't come in to bring clothes for these babies to wear, or if the baby has no family, um, they only kind of have what's there at the hospital that people have donated and they don't really have that much. And this was probably about four, I think, years ago now. I think this is your third year doing it. Yeah. Because I did toys before I Yeah. Yeah. Um so after that I just thought like, wow, I'd like to help them, you know, because that's just it made me really sad that a baby could be there, you know, all alone, but then also not even have Clothes to wear um, mm-hmm. while, you know, they were at the NICU. So that Christmas, I decided that instead of doing a toy drive, um, I would do a onesie drive because I thought, you know, that would be really easy around the holidays to just go pick up a pack of newborn onesies and um, donate them. So I kind of started just at work that first year. I don't know if I got a couple hundred maybe um, that first mm-hmm. year. And then um, we just had our third year, and we got – it was about – I looked at – I had to look up my post because I was curious, oh. <laughs> and it was over 500 you got last year. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So that – we just keep getting more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my work really gets into it. Um, you know, I've had friends. I've posted on Facebook. Just, you know, while you're just out shopping for everybody on your Christmas list, it's just super easy while you're out to just get um, – some onesies just to know that, you know, you're doing something good for, you know, those babies that have nothing. So other th- th- different from the toy drive, right? It The onesies, they want new onesies, though. That's the only thing. Like, you can't donate, like, used ones that your kid only wore, like, once. Like, they have to have the tag on them, correct? Right, yeah. They have to be brand new just because, you know, they are going into a hospital. So, um, I mean, they're obviously still going to wash brand new ones as well. But they don't want any used ones, which it's funny mm-hmm. this year because we have – so many. We have a lot. <laughs> we have at a lot house. of onesies that um, <laughs> Connor has hardly worn. Um, but yeah, they have to be brand new, and they're mostly in need of you know preemie sizes, newborn sizes, and zero to three. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can still donate sizes that are larger than that, but that's really how big you know those little babies are in the NICU mm-hmm. um, and what they need. Yeah, yeah. I'm like so proud <laughs> <laughs> as a, as a hubby for this. Um, so if you want, and it's, I mean, come on, people, how many people, how many of you, of out there are purchasing Christmas gifts or any gifts in general, or just 
whatever items you need on Amazon. How it's not that hard just to click a button and and add a pack of ones. You don't have to. It can be one. Doesn't you know? You don't have to find a bunch. Find one that you like. Find one that, that looks cool that you think would be funny or whatnot, and uh, just add it onto your cart or when you're walking through Coles or Target or whatever. They always got all kind of onesies, and no one's asking you to break the bank. I just think it's really cool and neat different thing to do for this this holiday season coming up so if you want to donate message the show through facebook through one of the instagram even twitter you know whatever one of the social medias message us and i'll, I'll get you in contact with with a uh, an address to to send it to so yeah thanks baby thanks yeah that's pretty cool it's the season of giving. It is. So don't I, be um, a dick. <laughs> yeah, and and I I cut all that out because she walked away from the mic. But like, you don't have to, you know, break the bank. I already said you don't have to break the bank if you want to get some. Um, we both of us have gone into like clearance racks, mm-hmm. right? So we're getting into the the winter season. Kid clearance racks are going to have all like summer stuff. That's fine. You know, you don't have to buy winter onesies. You don't have to buy long sleeve onesies because maybe just need something to wear in the hospital. And they're in the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and um, this is something that's really close to her. Um, because you should. I mean, you should have seen her that day. She came home from that that time that she explained where the kid was just like swimming in this onesie, and she was just so upset because like they only had. I think the nurse said they only had like two or three extra ones. No, oh, because. You know, not to get too too deep into it, but, you know, parents who may have certain issues with Mm -hmm. addiction or other things like that, different substances, um, their kids just chilling there, you know, and they either can't or won't go see them. And Mm -hmm. if you don't bring clothes, you know, that's they're they're left with whatever's lying around and whatever they have there and. I know when she dropped off last year, she the lady did say like they just ran out, and she only had like two hundred the previous year. So I'm curious to see how many are left over, how many were, if they're practically giving them away now to new, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I said she had an hundred over a hundred percent increase from the previous year, so she is on track to, if she keeps the same percent increase, uh, she could get we could. You know what? No, let's do that. I challenge everyone that's listening to this show and everyone that reads our post. Get in on this. Let's break a thousand onesies. I think we could do it. Let's it's get easy. a thousand onesies. Let's let's do. It. Let's double what she had last year. Hundred percent. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> that shouldn't be hard to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's the time to give back to your fellow yeah. man. Mm-hmm. And this is coming out before and Black Friday. I'm sure. I'm sure onesies are going to be on sale. Just Cyber add it Monday. Just act, click that again and add it to your cart. Uh, it's just for so many kids whose first experience in life may be that of loneliness. You can make mm-hmm. it in a moment of love. Exactly. Awesome. Any other stuff we need to talk about? I think that was pretty much it, right? That's it. Nothing. Okay. Well, folks, if you enjoy the show... Drink Russell's, buy onesies. (laughs) Drink Russell's, buy onesies. If you uh, enjoy the show, please uh, rate and view us on iTunes or your podcast app. Make sure to check out all of our social medias, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And to find all the links that you needed, head to pittsburghwhiskeyfriends.org for all your Pittsburgh whiskey friends and those Dremians or needs. 
you can find our Patreon and our Threadless link on there. Dreamit.threadless.com. Mm-hmm. Everything's on. It's a great one-stop shop. PittsburghWhiskeyFriends.org. Well, Zach, if that's it, there's only one way to end it. Zachary, sir, cheers to you. John, cheers to you. And cheers, cheers to you. Gobble, gobble. Gobble.